Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. All right, we should be live. Yes, we got no no viewers yet, but as soon as we see somebody pop on, I'll ask, can you hear us? Yes, we got no, no viewers yet, but as soon as Just we see somebody pop on, I'll ask. Do, do, do you uh, hear, it sounds like it's decent. Yes, bam. Thank you, Bruce. We are here, and thank you for, there is an echo, he says. Okay, yeah, fix the echo. The, echo, the echo was my, was my phone. <laughs> Chris says, sounds good. Thank okay. you, guys. Really appreciate the support yeah. here. <laughs> we literally suck balls <laughs> with, <laughs> with technology. It's just, it's not, Tuesday even, it's was not bad. even funny. It's embarrassing. Tuesday was bad. Uh, that was 100% on me. I don't I don't see you guys. What is it? What the hell is that? You mean? don't see us. Are you listening? Or just Oh, he's just listening. <laughs> the, yeah. I feel awfully bright. I'm going to turn down my light. I hope he's kidding when he says he just can't see us. Okay. <laughs> Too much glare over there off the whiteboard? Yes. Still too much glare on my forehead. <laughs> there you go. There's your hat. Signature uh, hat. I went on to, um, let me see. Chris Graham, can you see us? A black he only sees a black screen. There shouldn't, yeah, there shouldn't be a black screen. Um, that's for, uh, Okay, Chris can see us just fine. So okay. that some face paint. You gotta have us, you have us on PRs all day. So Bruce, it's you, not us. <laughs> but we love you because you're the guy that always comes on and helps us out. <laughs> and the fact that you're still coming on despite all of our technology issues is another like vote of confidence for our fans. Chris said he's on Facebook, not YouTube. I'll just double check yeah. Facebook real quick or YouTube. Um so the Last week we had, or earlier this week, we had on Daniel so, Ch Chaffee. And that was an amazing, um, that was an amazing podcast. And it was really frustrating because we didn't know that our sound was bad. It's difficult. The device that we use, we use a road mixer board. And what it does is it gives you your voice back direct from the mixer board. And it doesn't give it through the outlet that you're streaming to. So as a result, you can hear yourself and thinking you're great, but it may not be projecting out. Yeah. And, and so we didn't know, but Daniel Chaffee, fortunately he dialed in remotely. He goes in directly to, to, uh, to stream yard who we are and it. And his stuff was great. Yeah. So I was able to cut it out, uh, cut out our, our crappy computer mic, stuff that it was picking up basically jamie's computer mic was picking it up yeah. in the background we were able to cut that out and then get the best content so if you haven't seen it <clears throat> um if you haven't seen the daniel chaffee piece from earlier this week watch it and actually if you're an affiliate owner and i'm gonna just promote our podcast a little bit here if you're an affiliate owner and you want some really good content um on on what other affiliates, other successful affiliates are doing. Watch the our last couple of podcasts and put it on fast forward if you want to or listen to it. The podcast we did with Adam Neifer, CrossFit Fort Vancouver. And Nicole Christensen. CrossFit Roots. Yep. Um, and Daniel Chaffee um, are just, they're so good. Yeah. And there's just a ton of content. And there's some overlaps. Um, we do things differently. We do things, um, uh, some things the same. And we get into those conversations and it's really good content, especially regarding leadership, people management. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's fun. But Daniel Chaffee, his story about his affiliates and how many times it took him to get open in Paris. And now yeah. he's got a, now he's got an affiliate in Paris that has more than 1500 members. It's wild. Plus two other affiliates that are operating kind of near him. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really, it's really good anyway. So enough promotion. Let's, uh, Don, huh. uh, Dr. Yeah. Rocket's on. And so let's bring him in. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Oh boy, here we go. See, so he comes in. And he's we got no sound. Try it again. No sound. Hey, oh, there, there we go. go. Yeah. Is that better? 
Yes. Yeah, we got you. You got me? Yep. I can hear you well. Yeah. If you've watched any of our podcasts, Sean, you'll know that. There's been a theme. <laughs> There's been a theme. <laughs> why, why would anything go wrong? <laughs> exactly. Nothing, nothing ever goes wrong. Yeah. I, I had a patient who was doing something they shouldn't have on vacation, playing pickleball after an ACL. <laughs> And she goes, well, but I was on vacation. I go, oh, yeah, no, nothing ever bad happens on vacation. <laughs> you never tear your ACL on vacation, sure. Uh, we have a, as a matter of fact, I saw him this morning, uh, Dr. Wong. Oh, Chris, yeah. Chris Wong. Yeah. DD, he's a DDS. Hmm. And uh, he is he's an amazing athlete, yeah. Olympic lifter, gymnast. He, he, tennis he, player. Tennis player, self-programs. Hmm. He programmed for our athletes for a while, for our competition athletes for a while, a number of them. Great guy, but he two three years ago um, blew his uh, his Achilles tendon. Oh boy! He ran ran him just doing something, maybe put maybe no, he was it was tennis. Oh, he's playing. He, tennis. Was, he was playing tennis yeah. on that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then one one month ago or two months ago, he goes on vacation down to Mexico on, on, a, <laughs> yes. on a cruise and playing basketball. And oh boy, yeah. there goes and, the other one. And blew the, the other one. one. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Too but bad. if there's if uh, there's a if there's a guy in this and this is something we can talk to him and can kind of lead into our conversation about injury if there's someone like like you'd have to you, there's a there's a hundred people and you want to pick one that's gonna get the injury and then recover from the injury and move on with life and do all the right things dr wong chris wong is the guy to do it <laughs> because he knew he like i you know he, he'll walk for it, I'll see him come in here right now. He, he'll come in. He's just doing mobility stuff. He's doing mm -hmm. upper body stuff, all the gymnastic stuff for his upper body, yeah. not putting any pressure on the, yeah. uh, the Achilles. He had surgery. But then uh, he'll walk back out to his car, and I'll be up in the front room having coffee, and I'll see him walking out to his car backwards. So he, he does the backwards walking out to his car so that he wow. can – to, to in, in for, I don't know, for mobility purposes on the Achilles. It's really fascinating. He's Interesting. So he's the guy. So if you want someone to get injured, you want crossfitters to get injured, right? You don't want anybody getting injured. That's that's oh, number one. Okay. Thank you for saying that. Yes. <laughs> Do not yes, want yes. injuries. That's, that's the last thing we want. Well, well, thank you for being on. You uh, speaking of long-term crossfitters, you <laughs> since what two thousand? I I saw somewhere. I looked up some of your data and like two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Nice. Yeah. I think that's yeah. before Jamie Lee. He's got me by a couple of years. I was doing okay. personal training back in those days, but I didn't start okay. CrossFit. I, I say officially until I got my L1 in 2009. All right. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, CrossFit New England, Ben Bergeron doing it yeah. out of his gym. And uh, not even, he didn't even have a gym. We we're going to a school, local school. We went to an elementary school. Oh, wow. It was a cardboard box. You'd put 20 bucks into it. He was carrying weights in the back of his truck. He didn't have a spot, so we were just mobile. And then, um, and then he finally found a spot, got a spot, and started CFNE. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable. It's very familiar. It's very familiar. It's, it's very similar. To, I, and I did not know that about how he got started because that's very similar to how we started. We started in a park. Yeah. And then we then we found I found a little um, shed space, and literally we called it the shed. It was about yeah. yeah. seven hundred square feet. Huh. I had my executive office because I was in the investment business. Executive office. And by the, by the way, you, you know, here's a here's a pro tip for other affiliate owners. Um, my company allowed me at the time to work from home, and they gave me a an allocation, a monthly allocation that I could spend on office space. So I spent it on <laughs> a CrossFit gym. A CrossFit gym. <laughs> Genius move. Genius move. <laughs> Very similar to what Ben did. Ben, uh, Ben's best move was his he gave lifetime memberships uh, right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Wow. So Clean we had people Clean interested. Yeah. And then lifetime memberships to like, uh, I think it was like 11 or 12 people. And, wow. you know, we didn't want that to fail. So we just, mm -hmm. we kept, we were like, you know, shouting it from the rooftops. We were, you yeah. know, we we're bringing all our friends in. That's and awesome. it was just a great, great business move. That, um, so was that, a, so he gave away lifetime memberships. Did you pay him for the lifetime membership or did yeah. he do it for free? Yeah, okay. a little bit. So you paid that him. Was a, that was his startup money. That's how he got the oh. space. That's how he got his space. That was that's his a, startup money. That's a great, I think Kalipa did that. He Well, Kalipa did the $10,000 t-shirts too. <laughs> okay. Which which I think is, is actually, it's not a bad idea, right? So I think when he needed to expand, I got to, I got to talk to him about this. Uh -huh. And you know, you bought it if you bought a ten thousand dollar t shirt, 
you were <laughs> part of like a founders club. And so, okay. he, and that was his seed money to, to expand. Interesting. What do you but get I, with the t-shirt? Yeah, but, but ben, <laughs> you just get a nice T-shirt. Keep that T-shirt in hey, good shape. <laughs> let me ask you this question because this is something I know as an affiliate owner. Because members can be a pain in the ass sometimes. And yeah. by the way, this is a very candid podcast. We don't. No, I don't mess with here. Like, I'm up for candid. The real world. Candid camera. Are all are are all those founding members still there? No, no, yeah. not all, not all, not at all. But a few of them are. Yeah, yeah, still. That's awesome. Sure. Right. It's good that you got some of them there. I know uh, I would have like, there's always, there's always going to be that stubborn one or two. They're going to be like, I'm still going to come because I, you know, my <laughs> thousand bucks I gave you, I'm not letting that go to waste. <laughs> right. 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 That was a, and they that's, come that's in the business and, move we have. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Well, <laughs> and then, uh, then you got hooked up with the CrossFit games in like 2012, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that was just because you decided to volunteer to go down to the games. Right. Yeah, it started at regionals. Uh, my friend uh, dislocated his shoulder, and uh, yeah, nobody was there. And uh, they brought him to the hospital, and I was there. And and my wife was like, "You should think about, you know, what, you cover football games. Why not cover the CrossFit?" And I said, "Oh, that's a great idea." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we reached we reached out uh, to Justin Berg at the time and said, "How'd you like to have, you know, an orthopedic surgeon on the sidelines of the games, and in case anything happened." Yeah, you know, a, not that not that things happen, but sometimes it, things happen. It's a good move. It, yeah, but okay. So this, that's the we. That's the one thing I wanted to ask you is: Does something happen every single year? There's always there's always sprains and bumps and bruises and things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, you've read the post. People post. Yeah. You know, so nothing. Nothing I can say. Uh, it, I can tell you nothing that. If somebody has not posted if somebody's posted i can talk about it but i can't tell you if somebody hasn't posted but a lot of people yeah a lot of the pro athletes are, are or the, the elites are uh yeah, they're, post. they're posting yeah so um i would i'll tell you as a master's athlete well now and as a spouse of a competitive master's athlete mm -hmm. the medical attention that is received at the crossfit games is like, world class it, it should be it's world class it, yeah. it like should be like award-winning it's good it's uh i call it our, our little mash unit you know we've done <laughs> we've we've sewed people up uh in in the basement there we've um you know a lot of cuts and scrapes and things that we will do some minor surgeries on we'll oh, wow. we have x-ray we have ultrasound uh mike ray's the medical director and uh, vicky Garrett are emergency room physicians. And so they, they're dealing with, you know, the metabolic stuff and the heat strokes and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So uh, it's, I got, I got, it's, it's a good team. I got a bag of IV uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> you got an IV bag? Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, was, yeah. it was that year uh, when everybody was crashing from Murph. Oh, yeah, I, was on was, the, uh... I was on the team and I was okay. recovering from the flu from a week prior. It was oh boy. Not a good experience. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 2016 was infamous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it was 2015. 15. Sorry. 15. Okay. Yeah. So the so my in my wife's division, there's an athlete who broke her toe, mm -hmm. and afterwards, and in my wife's good, good. Well, they all those masters athletes are good friends in their age groups. But anyway, so they, she was talking to her afterwards, and she was, and Yvonne says, "Well, she, she's from." Uh, she's from a European country. I don't want to give too much information. She may not mm -hmm. know, but she goes, Yvonne goes, well, you see, you get it. You heading back. You're going to get, you have to go back for a hospital care. She goes, no, no, no. Cause they had planned to do other stuff in the U S before they went back. She goes, no, she goes, I'm fully taken care of. I don't, yeah. have, to, I don't have to go to the doctor. I don't have to do anything. They did everything like, right there. Yeah. She goes, and it didn't cost me a dime. <laughs> that was the best. Part of the admission fee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anybody that any of you masters athletes, by the way, because masters athletes are big pains in the asses. We're very vocal when we're when we don't like something, which is a kind of a rite of passage when you turn, you know, forty years old. You're allowed to bitch a little more about stuff that <laughs> you. But they they do. They're often they'll they'll talk about the costs of 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 the games and how expensive yeah. it is to register. I can't believe it. You know, it's yeah. you know, all. Yeah. And, but then this happens. Right. So yeah. it's almost and, and I and I would and I would tell them, like, basically, it's like having medical insurance. You're going to get top not top notch care no matter what may go wrong. 
um, in yeah. addition to all the other service mm-hmm. benefits that you get while you're there because yeah. the service for athletes is yeah. remarkable. And I've been yeah, to, we, and we try to keep people. We, we tried not to send people, um, yeah. you know, we try to keep people, you know, back in, back at StubHub center, we were, I was walking around asking the trainer for the galaxy. I was like, where's your, where's your x-ray machine? And they go, Oh, we send it to the local urgent care. And mm-hmm. I was like, David Beckham goes to the urgent care for his x-ray of his ankle. <laughs> he goes, yeah. And I was like, all right. So, so we set up a deal and we got an x-ray unit in there uh, that comes in every time. And yeah. Yeah. That's right. Different way, different way of thinking about it. Right. And, and they, they probably just never thought, well, bring on x-ray you need someone from the outside to come in and say hey have you ever thought of maybe like you, maybe you got tons of space down here yeah. you can yeah. plug that thing into the wall do you bring an mri in also or no no actually it's people people are like okay where's your mri oh yeah <laughs> you know, that's like it takes yeah. a mag you know magnet and yeah. a truck it's like an 18 wheeler truck to bring in a portable mri I guarantee. No, that's a good idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pass that along. Up to that's the next a business. Year. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, that's a business. Somewhere, someone's leasing out a truck that's got that's an MRI right, machine yeah. in no, it. Sure. Probably, probably. Um, so, what it, you've been involved with the games now for more than ten years. Yeah, and uh, you've been in a CrossFit affiliate since two thousand and seven. Do you? What's the difference between the injuries that you'll see? And I don't know if you want to get into this topic. I sent you kind of a couple of topics, but these are the, this is the stuff I want to know. And and mm-hmm. this podcast is all about me and Jamie. So the, <laughs> the what is it that do you see a difference in the in the type of injuries and the severity of injuries that in CrossFit affiliates that you know of versus uh, what you see at the games? I mean, I would say the heat, heat issues, you know, I think people are pushing hard, 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 and it's hot and they're outside a lot, you know, so I, you don't see that every day in the affiliates, you're not seeing heat exhaustion. Um, and but, heat exhaustion, just real quick, heat exhaustion yeah. and versus heat stroke. Is, yeah. What's the difference? Um, that'd be a good question for the ER guys, but uh, <laughs> one, heat stroke is worse. Heat stroke is where you actually uh, get mental confusion and uh and, and okay. uh, mental status changes uh you actually stop sweating so that's a sign if somebody is you know overheated and they have no sweat on them that's actually a sign of a heat stroke mm-hmm. um heat exhaustion is, is more you know fluids dehydrated um temperature above a certain level um and and just you know feeling you know absolutely miserable Okay. Um, but heat stroke is significant, serious, um, has to be dealt with rapid cooling, uh, treatment. You know, we have ice baths, uh, we have ice bags, you know, get checking to, you know, get their temperature down immediately is, is really the treatment for that. And you've seen a lot of the videos where we have the ice baths and, and that's the thing we've, we've sort of adapted, you know, that Murph back in what, 2015 was the first. And then 2016, yeah. if you saw you know, 2016, we went early in the morning. We had big, huge cooler fans. We had ice, we had ice towels. We had, you know, everything kind of changed, um, you know, and we learned, we learned from, you know, what, what 2015 brought. For, for those that are newer to CrossFit and don't, um, know the history there, it's, this is a classic example of, uh, Dave Castro programming and responding to the public's yeah um the public's outcry and rage i will double down <laughs> mm-hmm. so 2015 they did murph and it was hot yeah mm-hmm. there, were, there were some real visible signs yeah. and and yeah. you know because it's public i can say this one but the Kara Kara webb coming yeah. in yeah. coming in it was you know and, and the the spray the the, the 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 her facial expression everything you could tell she was under severe distress there were several athletes and that was that was the year annie also with annie, annie Doris daughter okay. yeah with drew yeah and so, so people were upset. How could you do that heat? How could you do this? These athletes, you know, they're, you know, it's, 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 it's overexertion. So what did Dave do? He programmed it again next year and he changed the format of it too. Okay. How, split how it up. Right. Yeah, yeah. split it up. Partitioned is, I yeah. think that probably had a big impact too. Yeah. Once you push yourself yeah. to that point of failure, it's like, and it was, recover from and that? as a, from a fan's point of view, I was like, this is awesome, right? Like, because I know CrossFitters, right, and and uh, I know what their work capacity is and what they're capable of, and and even I was blown away with 
with what they were able to do. And it was, was, there was significant upgrades, fans yeah. um, partitioned differently yeah. and it, and it was, and it was a better experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Time of day. I think we started at 8am. I think it was. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, so, yeah. Unless, so some, some people were sitting in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that was as the sun is kind of coming up and it would only be on like half of the, field. yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that. The, the athletes were going to the shade, running to the shade yeah. and that turf, it gets that, that that's turf. The, the turf at the home the heat. at the StubHub Center. Oh yeah, just was it was it would it gets, get hot it gets down brutal. there. Yeah. Microwave, microwave, like yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, those are some great games though. The um, it, uh, Jamie Lee has a has a, a good question on our board. We have a whiteboard where we have like talking points we want to talk to you about. We um, okay. We won't get to them all. And if there's sure. anything you want to interject, let, let us know. But yeah. this, this one I like. Does do you or are you consulted by um, CrossFit relative to the programming or the execution of workouts um, at the CrossFit games or at the semifinals or regionals? Yeah, Mike Ray, who's the medical director, he's, uh, mm-hmm. he's involved with uh, the pre-decision the pre, uh, making, yeah. He was uh, he, Mike Ray, Michael Ray was uh, one of my L1 Lisa's guys. Lisa's uh, husband. Oh, that's Lisa Ray's husband. Yeah, and Lisa was there. Oh, that's also. right. Yeah, and yeah. I know him. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit, I didn't know that's the same that's Mike awesome. Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's the uh, ER. He's the ER guy. Yeah, that's he's right. been there since 2008. Oh wow. He, uh, yeah, he's just uh, he's a great, great calming influence. Sometimes when uh, you know when you need an ER physician, you know he's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a smooth operator. Yeah. There is a, we were at the, I was in Boulder with him and Lisa and then mm-hmm. Christensen and a couple of other affiliate owners for this gathering that we did there back in 2020, at the end of 2020, or maybe at the beginning of 2021. And one of the CrossFit HQ staff um, tore the tent, popped the tendon in his pinky. Oh, wow. Doing, we were doing lightweight snatches with box mm-hmm. jump overs. And he's good mm-hmm. at boom boom and it popped and and so his finger was his his pinky if you can see was, like, was curled okay and, it, and he didn't really feel any pain he was like he felt it but it wasn't any and he didn't have any power in it and, and the reason why i bring this up is because michael was there great mm-hmm. and that night we were all kind of sitting around having cocktails <laughs> and he was talking to mike about it he goes yeah so you know you know what do i gotta do you know it's like he goes is this gonna heal should i just cast it up and mike's like uh i think it's gonna be a little more than that <laughs> you need to make an appointment with your doctor and as it turned out he had to have multiple surgeries and they go all the way down the wrist and they grab yes. the tendon they pull it yes. up yes and he, I- he, I, I know, I know, of, I know of that case. <laughs> yeah. so I'm sure you're familiar with that. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh was, my yeah, God. Tendon, tendon tear. Yeah. Yeah. Tendon tear. And so related to that, interestingly enough, uh, uh, Sean, is that we had that happen here in our gym about mm-hmm. six, six months, months ago. six months ago. Oh boy. I mean, I can say his name cause he'll let me a uh, Chris McCreary. He's a, a really good athlete, triathlete. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's had a partial knee replacement came back in the next day and was, you know, literally almost the day after surgery. we had to, we had, he's to one of those guys that you kind of have to pump the brakes. for. Yeah. We have to pump. Yeah, the brakes, right. But he's here, but same thing. And he, so he had that happen. He goes, yeah, look at this, man. My pinky's curled. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> you knew. And I connected him oh, with, man the CrossFit HQ employee and they, you know, traded pictures and emails and everything else. And, and he got him, you know, helped him get really good careful, but he had the same surgery. Oh boy. Bummer. Oh yeah. And oh, worse, yeah, Chris, Chris ended up getting part of the surgery. Yeah. He, so he was on a plane, so he got sepsis, but then was on a plane yeah. with that, with that, after getting the surgery and the whole his whole hand swelled up. He was in severe pain, but pain landed. Had to go directly to the hospital. Oh, was pass out. oh yeah, yeah. Oh. It was it was tight. It was it was a, oh. a scary moment for him for sure. Bomber. But he he shared his his moment his experience and still continued to come into the gym and yeah. obviously again we still had to pump the brakes for him. But yeah, he was, he was a little bit more open to that idea. Yeah. He was, if you want to know what type of guy he was, he was in the gym with a, with one of those picks where they uh, an IV line. Yes. Sick line. Yeah. He came in just to ride the bike. <laughs> 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 no, no, I know those people. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. are those are those um, more difficult people to um, manage with respect to recovery versus those that just yeah? Don't so you love the you love the CrossFitters because I yeah. I truly believe you know if you are in better shape going into something you're going to heal faster. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You're, you'll heal better and faster. So that's. So there are times where people will come back and they'll tell me what they're doing and I'll be like, oh. and then I'll examine them and I'm like, all right, you all, you got away with it. And, you know, I, our timelines, I think, are just based on the average human. But as we know, you know, if you're in good shape, you probably will do better than the average human. I always tell people, you know, you're not going to heal faster than a human being heals. But sometimes I'm surprised, like, I've had guys with quad ruptures and biceps ruptures and what they're doing. I wouldn't prescribe it, but they come back and they say, Oh, they tell me what they're doing. And I'm yeah, after I, my initial worried face, I'll, I'll examine them. I'm like, yeah, well, you got away with it. So, but I, th I think, you know, if you're stronger going into something like a surgery, you're, you're definitely going to be better on the other side of it. The, my wife had shoulder surgery and then, and she's an avid crossfitter and then came back in and was exercising just scaling everything adjusting everything mm -hmm. and she and doing the pts and i would i would put her on the scale of like probably doing you know too much mm -hmm. um, she still ended up with frozen shoulder um, yeah so the f rotator cuffs are notorious for getting stiff after surgery because you know, some, some people it's hurts. Number one, it hurts. And then number two is, you know, we, we restrict people because we want tendon and bone to grow together. And we know that takes three months usually for a tendon and a bone to become hundred percent strong. Okay. By six to eight weeks, it's probably about 75, 80%, which is when we'll let them start, you know, lifting on their own. But I, you know, there's on my website, if you go to my three, two, one, go MD on my website, I have these passive range of motion exercises, which are completely passive and i i want motion and so i'll fight for motion but i won't fight early for strengthening so okay. or active motion so active motion is when you lift your arm up by yourself but right. passive and i'll show you passive i always tell therapists i like when somebody can just do this that is completely passive and there's a bunch of you know physical therapy out there where they're showing people how to do this and how to That's take a pulley and I think that's active and I think that's at risk of, you know, risking the repair. Whereas mm -hmm. that passive where you just do these little table stretches and move your body, plant your arm, but move your body, you know, fights for range of motion to prevent the frozen shoulder, but allows the tissue to still heal. So kind of like walking the hand up the wall. That's, that's active. Cause I, yeah, I, you, your could, you could potentially do that passively like uh -huh. with your other arm, but again, yeah you're you're if you do it yourself you you can feel your deltoid mm -hmm. and you're and so yeah i i yeah. i'm not a big fan of walking up the wall i i you know if you're walking up the wall like this you're doing this is the same thing when you're mm -hmm. doing that with without the active contraction and you said, of your, you said your website with this resource is three two one go uh, it's called three two one go md.com okay. and um it's got if you click on it you can see all different things. I have videos on how to repair a rotator cuff, what a meniscus surgery looks like, passive motion shoulder exercises, what does a biceps tear look like? It's. I started it a while ago. It started when people were coming up to me at New England and saying, uh, you know, what do I, there it is, yeah. Uh, all about foot fractures. So, so go just real quick going, uh, two things. Yeah. Uh, for those that are just listening to this podcast, the difference um, in his movement was he was he's sitting at a table. His yeah, with my arm is on, his arm on, the, on table, the table, and, and I move he, my body away from the table. He yeah. moves his body away from the table, which extends the shoulder. So that's a passive movement. Shoulder injuries are the ones we. Um, I I don't know if it's the same at CrossFit New England as it is at Diablo, but my population is getting older, right? So they've stayed with us a long time. They've been with us five, I'm getting 10, older, ten years. Yeah. We're all getting older. Yes, sir. <laughs> and so shoulders are the big ones. Yeah, yeah. shoulders number one that I see. I do a lot yeah. of shoulders. Um, but yeah, in, in CrossFit in general, I would say shoulders. They've done studies on the the 
the spectrum of injuries and shoulders and backs are number one and two. Is it is it due to the uh, um, the mobility of the athlete? Is it due to just the inherent structure of the shoulder, which has no really kind of binding joint, but it's more of a free floating joint? Is it just because multifactorial? It's... Okay, multifactorial. Yeah, I mean, you get you get people. So number the number one thing I see is overuse, just straight overuse, which is going to be fine if you just back down. Uh, okay. That's the number one. But then you get into people shooting for PRs, people shooting for chasing the 20 year olds, um, yeah. you know, and, and high velocity, uh, heavy weights, high velocity, heavy weights for a middle-aged person who's not used to going overhead or not used to lifting heavy, uh, can be an issue. So you really have to, if you're getting overhead with heavy weights, you got to be strong and you got to protect it. And, you know, you got to be careful when you get fatigued, um, you know, that you, you got to pick the right weight and the right weight is the weight that lets you come back year after year after year and stay in fit. It's no good to anybody if you're out for a year with a rotator cuff tear or a labral tear. Let me ask you this. I get people with that, that have, and I'm, I give advice based on shoulder pain, right? So that's something that I, you know, in the front here, yeah. shoulder pain. And I ask the question and I, this would be great to know this. And I think for affiliate owners, it'd be great to know this too. And coaches, I ask the question, um, how long have you had the pain? And, mm -hmm. and if they answer me, like it's, you know, two, three weeks, I'll say, okay, go, go talk to someone. And then, the second question I ask, and I don't know where I got this from, is that does it wake you up at night? Yeah. And and I are those? Do you have any other like cues that would recommend? Yeah, good, good, good questions. Yeah, good yeah. questions would be: um, Did you feel and you know? Did you have an injury? Was there an injury? Number one. Number one yeah. question is: did, Was there an injury? Did you feel a rip, tear, pop, deformity, bruise? That's mm -hmm. Go see somebody. Mm, okay. uh, no, I didn't have an injury. I just, you know, started CrossFit six weeks ago, and I've been doing thirty pull-ups a day. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, actually, if you go for the affiliate owners, uh, I just talked. I just wrote an article about this on shoulder pain to about yes. how to evaluate. So I that's sent it around to all my coaches. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, and so it's got pictures on, you know, like biceps pain, mm -hmm. typically right in the front. So no injury, just ramped up, something changed, something new, something different. I decided to, I wanted to do a bench uh, complex, uh, you know, cycle. And, um, and so no injury, but extra use, increased use, increased weights, increased training. That's the overuse. That's the tendonitis, which is, sounds minor and it sounds like oh you know you only have a tendonitis don't worry about it but those are the that's the number one thing i see in the office mm -hmm. it's from people who don't listen to that nagging front biceps pain and they keep coming and they keep coming and they develop into this ugly swollen biceps tendon that hurts and it takes six months to go away and so again if you can get it early and if you get them at the two to three weeks and you say, okay, let's back off on stuff for two to three weeks. That's all it's going to take back off on your shoulder stuff. Let's just, you know, do some lower body stuff. It'll get better. And that's the really important part. Would, would, um, something like any other exercises that would like help recruit maybe like the weaker side. Cause generally when you see somebody with that bicep or anterior, like there's some compensation happening elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you, if you did, you know, a hundred pushups a day for 10 days and you have a balanced shoulder and your rotator cuffs fine, you're, you're going to get a biceps tendonitis. You know, there's, I, I, you can always strengthen the other that. muscles around it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh -huh. You can always strengthen the other muscles around it, but if you just have an, an increased volume, it's not because your rotator cuff was deficient. It's just because you're, you know, you really strained the tendons and, and yeah, maybe there was some underlying weakness of your rotator cuff that then the biceps picked up the, you know, but you can have a rotator cuff tendonitis also same thing. Mm -hmm. So overuse doing too much, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, you can always strengthen the other muscles, but I wouldn't recommend keeping the volume going, yeah, yeah, backing yeah, yeah. down, modifying. Sure. Yeah. So, so Sean, the, 
um, going back to the bicep stress and the bicep strain, bicep stress and the, you know, tendonitis. Yeah. yeah, The tendonitis. And you said six months recovery. So I, I literally, I have like two athletes that have immediately popped into my head and Jamie, yeah. Jamie, I think Jamie smiling cause he knows who I'm thinking about too. Um, one of them plays tennis <laughs> and will not stop and will have three or four years. Yes. So well, you go. But when you say six months, here's what I, here's what they I could switch to their other hand. They can keep playing tennis, switch to the other hand. That would probably be a lot more beneficial. What modify. Is, you got to modify everything. What does six months mean? When you say six months recovery, is that six months of no use? Um, um, dude, what did we, I say? Six months. Oh, if somebody, we, if somebody yeah, yeah. is having a year of biceps mm-hmm. tendonitis, yeah, yeah, and if you, and if you got a you know super sore, painful all the time, yeah. and you so, said you know you you might be looking at six months recovery. Is that six months recovery? Just six months they shouldn't use it. Yeah, no. So it's um, I call it the if you go to my three two one go MD. I don't know if you have it. You can pull it up, and yeah. under the tendonitis, you can see what a tendonitis. Uh, go to down on the menu on the left and go to tendon, tendonitis. And it's really tendinopathy, which means there's micro tears of the tendon. Click on that um, and scroll down. Oh, this is great. And you see the picture on the right is a beautiful, lovely looking tendon. Yeah. And the picture on the left, that's what tendinopathy oh, is. You have little microscopic tears of tendon. I know, are, I know whose tendon you know that is. <laughs> The blue cells are the cells trying to heal that tendon to make it look like the one on the right again. Wow, those are called macrophages. And by the way, those things cause pain. Those blue cells, when they come in, create inflammation and pain. And that's your body's beautiful evolutionary way of saying you just ran 26 miles on a, on a, you know, on a knee and you have tendonitis. You have to let me heal right now. And that's oh, wow. the pain that your body is sending that is trying to tell you, please don't push through this pain. So it's called rocket rule of threes. And it means you can exercise and you can do whatever you want to do, except for you can't have pain while you're doing the activity. You can't have pain right after you do the activity and you can't have pain the next day. If you can do that and abide by that, then you're good. You grade, you grade tendonitis on a scale of like one to 10. 10 is like pain at night, sleeping, can't sleep, can't lift their arm, can't walk climb stairs two or three out of 10 is pain after, you know, an an hour of exercise. Tendonitis also classic story is people say, Oh, it loosens up. It feels better. It must be getting better. But then six hours later, it's just back to where it was. And so those are the key signs of a tendonitis is that it loosens up. It feels good. People exercise, they keep exercising, which is also why anti-inflammatories are not a great idea for tendonitis because they actually make it feel good because they cut down the inflammation, but it doesn't help that tendon heal and it lets you push through pain. So, man, cruel to be kind. Good information this for is a lot of people. Out awesome. There. Yeah. This is, this is so I love that rocket rule of threes. Yeah. Have you, I've always rule. stuck with the first one, never considered to go beyond that. So, I'll yeah. definitely recommend. Uh, this is going Remember out. that one. This is going out my weekly email too. <laughs> it is, we, we, it is something, and I know other affiliates, especially affiliates that have been around a long time, are seeing with their athletes. And here's the challenge, and and this is something I'd love for you to comment on: is the mm. um, mental, uh, the mental side of this, the mm. one, the addiction to 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 fitness, and then the yep. also the it's the worst is the fear that I'm going to lose all of my gains. Yeah. Yeah. And we struggle with that as coaches working with our athletes. Yeah. The the mental aspect is 80% of the treatment. Uh, You know, you tell somebody don't do something, you know, what, like literally they, you just don't do something, but mentally they have to feel like they're doing something. Yes. Um, Which is why I always say modify. I'll always say lower body, upper body, you know, do split them up. Just if your shoulders are raging on fire right now and you can't sleep at night, you got to just back off, do keep doing your lower body stuff, do front squats, do back squats. Don't press, let it heal. Uh, keep your range of motion, keep you stretching, get some massage work, but, and, and you're giving them stuff to do. You're still giving them stuff to do. You're giving them goals to achieve. So it's not like, you know, any sports med doctor that tells somebody stop, 
just yeah. stop everything stop everything it's, it's the, that's the worst thing you could do to somebody yeah. like that so glad you said that because yeah. that's one of those things like we'll get somebody that cancels because their doctor said hey i, I can't use my oh, shoulder anymore it's like well, i can't crossfit like well do you really know what you're talking about like that's that's know, that's the key right there is you, the, you the, doctors, the doctors who say like uh, oh yeah how's your how's your deadlift <laughs> <laughs> For, for people on the video, I'm pushing my hands up over my head. Yes, yes. yes. shoulder press movement. But that's when early on with Ben Bergeron, I was talking to him. I'm like, I'm like, there's a whole world out there that just is against CrossFit and telling people, and it's from ignorance. It's because these doctors right. don't know exactly what's happening. And I was like, I could be the person or one of the docs who says like, okay, it, you know, CrossFit's okay. Like, mm -hmm. and that was revolutionary because every person I knew was telling people don't CrossFit. So I got. I got my level one just to be sure and see what everybody was saying. And I was amazed at the, you know, adherence to form and adherence to motion and correct proper motion and avoiding injury. And it was like everything that I've been taught. Um, the, I had a member to ask me yesterday, is there a directory for doctors who CrossFit or doctors who are certified yes. as CrossFit coaches? Yeah, you know it's ones. on the map. It's on the oh. affiliate map. If you go to the CrossFit affiliate map, uh, it's listed affiliates, and then below that are physicians or healthcare pro providers. Outstanding. Yeah, I did that not, was uh, I did not that actually was. Is that, was, is that a, new? That actually is was my idea. That was my idea for uh, Greg. I talked to Greg and Karen, Karen Thompson, a while ago. Yeah, and I said, Thompson. I said we should have a map of where people can go because I get I got the question all the time before. People, you know, people would Facebook message me or DM me on Instagram and say, like, I'm in Colorado. Do you know somebody? And so, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of MDs that went and got the the MDL one. Yep. Um, yep. And then there's the others that just do it on their own. I have members that have just done it on their own that are MDs. So yeah. under the, the map. Yeah. So go to the map. So you're under the affiliate map. So mm -hmm. um it's how about it's the um the stuff on the left i'm not familiar with it just uh, they've, they've been you just go to stuff. did they update it yeah yes. all right because that's a different that's a different it, yeah. view what about on the on the on the map itself it would say like affiliates or health providers um, a, yeah well, we're gonna have to i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna reach out to them to what does it say search by gym name yeah or location yeah. huh Click on that button. What if you just typed in rocket? Just type in R O C K E T T. See if, if that pops up. No, that's oh, just, just taking us. I wonder if they switched it. Yeah. Because it sounded like they're making a, a push to start sharing more of the, the level of certifications within coaches. And I wonder if they're just reformatting the whole map. Well, it's this is uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna message. That, that's something I think everybody should have a that's a amazing resource oh, yeah. to be able to find somebody okay, that so that was on the there so i'm gonna so i'm gonna message uh i'll miss it katie hogan's awesome yeah like yeah. mike mike jardina is is there now with uh with cross i was just gonna search it most myself so you just typed in crossfit affiliates and then yeah i just went okay. to the affiliate map and right. it, affiliate it's, finder. Okay. it's recently been updated because this is a different view than it was like yeah that's a different ago, view yeah well, my advice when i when we have crossfit when I have people that get surgery here, either, you know, that we have knee replacement, hip replacement, we get, uh, you know, shoulder surgeries, those types of things. And I always tell people just because of my wife's experiences, do what your doctor tells you, especially as it concerns the physical therapy, the rehab. Yeah. Those guys. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I get questions all the time. People are like, Oh, well, I'm six weeks after such and such. What can I do? I'm like, I can't answer that question. Like that's, that's what you need to know ahead of time. You yeah. need to tell your doctor going into, okay, this is what I'd like. Is this okay? Like I can't, you know, I can't go against or give you my advice. Right. If I didn't operate on you. Yeah. Yeah, your, your doctor's not wrong just because your doctor doesn't crossfit <laughs> they've they've had a lot of experience if they're doing surgery on your shoulder or surgery yeah. on your knee they've got a lot of experience with all yeah. different types of people yeah. they you know they might need some explanation on what's a clean and jerk and you know right. but it, you know it just you you want to get that everything laid out ahead of time yeah. and uh you know to to go over what the recovery plan is going to be.
I'd especially learn. if you want to return back to doing some CrossFit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's interesting. The, 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 the other thing I wanted to ask you about, and I know you're, you're, you've, he's taking a break in between surgeries, by the way, to, to do this podcast. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, the, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is mobility and versus injury. There are some people that are inherently less mobile and I get them at, you know, I, I coached on Monday morning and we, I was coaching or Tuesday morning, we were coaching the snatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, you know, there's a few athletes in there that literally just can't achieve that, you know, yeah. that proper overhead position, stable yeah. environment. And I know what that feels like. Cause I've got, I used to be, you know, that used to be my jam was that overhead position on, and over mm-hmm. now that I'm 60, you know, I, I feel that limitation. Yeah. And, and so now I, you know, I, I, and I, as a result, now I'm more cautious with those members or do you yeah. see, is that a do you see, are those people more likely to be injured or is it just simply? No, no. I think it depends if, if, if they're trying to fight for the same weights that everybody else is doing at their level and they're torquing or they're moving or they're putting stress on other joints, then I would say yes. But if those people can modify and maybe, yeah, there are people with shoulder arthritis who I wouldn't recommend going overhead. They, they literally, they have so much arthritis in their arm that they can't, you know, they can't get their arm above 135 degrees, you know, like, you know, we want to see that, but if you, if, you know, you shouldn't be snatching if your arm doesn't go beyond 135 degrees, like you would that's, just, that's you would just huge. modify. Right. Um, Keep it with a clean. Because yeah. and there's rather, some people who you know it's not soft tissue; it's it. mechanical, it's bone. Right. And yeah. there's not a lot. Sometimes you know, sometimes you can improve, but sometimes you just cannot physically you know get above 135. If you have bad arthritis of your shoulder, yeah. So for coaches, it's a, that that's significant, right? Because we we do look to the functional movements, we look to virtuosity, we mm-hmm. you know, we strive for virtuosity, mm-hmm. but it that virtuosity in a sense of virtuosity for a completely mobile <laughs> athletic person is different than someone that may have some limitations. Yeah. If somebody has knee arthritis and they cannot bend more than 90 degrees in their knee, you know, don't, don't scream at that person and no rep them every time they, you know, it, it's that's, that's, and, and yeah, I'm sure they'll tell people around them, I, you know, I can't get below 90. Like, that's what I'm stuck with. And that's my knee until I get it fixed. And, you know, but I want to exercise and I want to keep going. Like, you got to keep that person as part of the community. Uh, you know, if other people are calling out a guy with knee arthritis who can't get his butt into the, you know, into the squat position, you know, it's, it's, you got to support everybody despite yeah, I mean, their, their limitations. Arthritis is something that I'm seeing or hearing more from our customers about too. Again, I think it's part of the, you know, we're a mature affiliate. We have customers right. that have been here a right. long period of time. Yeah. Um, are, is that something you see with the aging athlete and where do you suspect that the arthritis is, is coming from? And I know mine are, you know, yeah, like, I, ha- I have it. I have arthritis in my knee. Um, it can be genetic. And the arthritis, just, can you describe what arthritis is real quick just for people? Yeah, sure. You can pull it up on the website too there. If you pull up arthritis, the arthritis post, it is the loss of that beautiful cushion on the outside of the joint. So the beautiful cushion on the outside of the joint you know, is like this table. is like literally the articular cartilage, we call it, is, is like that. Um, yeah, so you go to four stages of arthritis, click on that. And then that's a kneecap. There's a picture of a kneecap. Oh, and so good, dude. And if you see like just sort of sandpaper, when that joint surface becomes sandpapery, that's like grade two. And you can see pictures of what grade two looks like. But then when you start losing that cushion, that gets into grade three and grade four. And grade four, is it's four is the worst. And four is where you have just bone rubbing on bone. And that hurts because there's nerve endings in the bone. Uh, there aren't nerve endings in that cushion and that's why it doesn't hurt but when you have bone rubbing on bone that's when when things start to unfortunately go bad and and the joint starts to stiffen and you know i've written an article i have posted there an article on arthritis and written it for the crossfit journal um about what you know you need to move you need to keep moving you need arthritis is going to try to stiffen up your joint 
and our and if you keep moving it'll uh it'll help it'll help you know your ligaments stretch your muscles stretch uh if you just sit there and say i have arthritis and i'm not going to move because it might hurt a little bit then you know you're going to get a stiff joint but yeah. mobility and stretching is really important with arthritis what what is the do you know what is there anything in particular that's a direct cause of arthritis is it just wear and tear and are more some people yeah, more susceptible to it than trauma others? so trauma if you land yeah. if you land and fracture your joint and you disrupt that joint surface that can cause arthritis um yeah. you know there is there are genetics uh, i'm sorry say it again dislocations also like yeah dislocations that certainly is disruptive to the joint the beautiful you know pristine joint when you have uh, joint surfaces rubbing against each other it's um 10 times the efficiency of ice on ice two pieces of ice rubbing mm -hmm. against each other imagine Zero. that 10 yeah. times better that's your yeah. joint surface wow that's a wow. that's a natural joint surface when you lose that, your coefficient of friction goes up and the bones start rubbing and it starts grinding and irritating. And that's what people feel. Same thing with nasids on that, right? I'm thinking are anti-inflammatories. Like, uh, say that again. Same thing with what? So same thing in terms of, you know, don't masking it is probably not a good idea. Yeah. It's um, so then you get into you have arthritis, you know, you have arthritis and say your knee swells up after a big exercise or a big, you know, run. Um, can the anti-inflammatories help that swelling go down? Potentially. Can okay. it make it feel better so you can sleep at night? Yeah. Um, but I would say that is different than the tendonitis part. Yeah. 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 It's the, my wife's got, is developing the arthritis in her, in her, in her fingers and she's just, yeah. The hell does this happen? Like we're yeah, ready so to keep, you know, keep moving, putty exercises, keep those fingers moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. And, and, and I just, as a matter of fact, last week I just published something in my email that I sent out was the cartilage for the most part does not regenerate. That it's, that it's correct. It, Articular it, cartilage does not regenerate. And, and so then the next step, so for knees is knee replacement or hip, hip replacement. Do you have certain recommendations with respect to when to get the knee replacement or when to get the hip replacement? Only when you need it and only, you know, so it depends on it. Every person's different. We, right. we, we, we try to push it out because the reason we try to push it out is, yeah, bad things can happen. Sometimes, you know, you get in an infection, a stiff joint, a stiff total knee. So you, you want to be sure you're ready for that knee and like you've tried everything else before you get to that knee. Mm -hmm. So typically I'll say, I'll say if you have trouble sleeping, you know, that's number one, you, you know, you said your sleeping pain is usually a sign of significant pain. Like if you can't sleep, that's significant. If you have trouble climbing stairs, if you have trouble exercising, you know, exercise is probably is more important. Um, and cardiovascular fitness is probably more important. So like if somebody has knee arthritis and they say, I stopped exercising because of my knees, like that's not good. Um, trouble, you know, walking a mile or less, um, you know, range of motion loss. Number one issue is pain. How much pain do you have? Can you tolerate it? And if you, you know, tried everything else, then, I, you know, it's a good surgery. The surgery is a great surgery. It helps people recover hip, hip replacements, knee replacements. People, yeah. you know, typically very large percentage of people are thrilled with it. Yeah. 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 It's been our experience here at the gym for our members that have had those replacement surgeries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My dad went through both of his knees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Wish he would listen to me a little bit more on his recovery, though, because he, he did not <laughs> take advantage of the PT. Yeah, yeah. Getting it's really important with a knee to get that range of motion as fast as you can. Yes. People yeah. sometimes say, "I'll get it. It hurts. It hurts to bend. I'll get it." And sometimes people come back and they're not happy with the range mm -hmm. of motion. During surgery, I'll have you, you know, zero to 140 degrees during surgery, and then your goal is to fight to get that 140 again um that is uh that's again that's i come back to the the physical therapy side of things like is you know and telling people make sure you the f physical therapists know what the hell they're doing 
Oh, yeah. They've right. just, they've been through it. Well, I used to think with, you know, they come, you know, my, my wife, she was, you know, when her shoulder was tight and she was doing, you know, with the TheraBands, using the TheraBands, just, I'm like, just, just get a dumbbell. <laughs> right. And, and I'm yeah. so glad she didn't listen to me. <laughs> listen to the bro. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Um, uh, would Jimmy, what else do you have? Um, and things that you wanted to ask. We've talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's really good stuff. Um, the, you, the, men, the sports medicine mentality, um, you know, protecting some of these athletes who want to keep going. That's um, something I, you know, is topical. And we're always dealing with that. And people at the games are always asking, you know, like when can you let somebody go? Can you let, not yeah. let somebody go? It's we, we need to protect the athlete from themselves sometimes and any athlete, especially at this level is going to not think about their future. Mm -hmm. And we've seen what happens in the future sometimes. And so it's sometimes a struggle and a battle and, and uh, you know, obviously we, we want people to compete and we're, you know, are fans of the sport, but we also don't want them to hurt themselves. The emotions are so high, especially under an injury or something. Yeah. Not in that environment. Like, yeah, this you is, you almost want to say, I mean, I remember when I was wrestling, I blew my shoulder out and I went to the doctor, like, give me a shot. My coach said, give me a shot. And he was like, get out of here, kid. Yeah. And yeah, at the yeah. same time, I'm like, I look back on that and I really appreciate that. Well, right. Yeah. So it's the same thing. So, and, I, and I'm in that camp too. Just let them compete. Yeah. You know, I'm screaming at the screen, screen. they'll know what to do. And, yeah. and then at the same time, you know what to do. And they say, no. Well, then, then, then on the other hand, I'm in the gym and I'm like, okay, yeah. no, follow your doctor's yeah. advice, follow the PT's advice because I've seen what happens when it goes bad. Right. And you guys have that. Essentially, that's what you're, you're ascribing to that standard for the athletes as well, which makes a hell of a lot of spin, especially for an athlete that's going to, you know, that, that wants to compete in the future. I mean, you appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've had, I, t- I tell people when I talk to them about stopping, I'll tell them they've had a hand, you know, multiple who, uh, games athletes who have come back the next year and like giving me big hugs and saying, thank you, thank you for stop, yes. stopping me. Like that That's was, awesome. that was helpful. Yeah. Cause they come back and they qualify the next year. So it's, yeah. You know, and they, they probably wouldn't have if they had just worked if through they kept going. Right. Yeah. Right. Ego is a bit, ego is a tough thing, especially with the athletes. Um, there's a, a question here and we can take this as our last question. Cause I know Jamie's got to go and you got to get going. Yeah. Uh, can you give a synopsis of why? And I don't know, this might be too much, but of, of why and how bone spurs occur and what could be done for them. Yeah. So the bone spurs are a sign of arthritis. It's, it's not the bone spurs that are causing the pain. It's, you see it on the x-ray, you see a a bone spur develop on an x-ray, but imagine if you had it, like, and I'm holding my finger, hands together. If you had joint surface and everything's great, the knee is bending, but when you lose joint surface, you start to get motion and your body is trying to stabilize that joint. And so it'll grow little outriggers and those outriggers are little bone spurs that stick out. So when you have loss of that cushion, your body adapts by growing extra bone. That's wow. fascinating as hell. Yeah. So it's your body trying to essentially trying to stabilize your joint. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But it's not the bone spur that causes the pain. The bone spur is easy to see on an x-ray, but it's the fact that you've lost that cushion. Mm-hmm. on your on your joint surface that's causing the pain will will the bone spur do, is it is it advisable or not advisable to have bone spurs removed and is so it's not the solution it's uh, um, they'll develop again the the, the solution is uh, the joint surface yeah unfortunately and it depends it depends on the body part sometimes there's a you know i would say a specific spur like in the shoulder that can dig down or you know there's certain certain joints that have spurs that are not the, the time, the thing I'm talking about is a knee joint with a spur right. on a knee joint. That is not the solution, but there are other types like in the elbow. Sometimes there's a spur. And if you remove that, that might be give you pain relief and things like that. Mm. So don't, don't take that for all joints. I would say. Okay. That's good. Um, well, look, we've, uh, you, you've taken a lot of your time. You're in between. I know you're going to probably go back to more surgery. <laughs> so today today's the office day today's uh, oh, today's yeah. the the uh, in between 
the cheerleading, the cheer, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. The pain, pain will go away. All right. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. Hang but, in there. <laughs> Hang the in process. there. Don't overdo it on the opioids. The process. <laughs> yeah. right. no, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. Really good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very, this is really good. Yeah. And I would, uh, I'd love and to I, do it again. Um, yeah, sure. A couple more months, especially before the open would be awesome. If you're, and I just saw the Nicole, uh, the Nicole, uh, podcast that you guys did it was great it was great just hearing the the why and the you know the oh, help helping people and just kind of sort of brought me back to the original days of you know what you know what it's all about this community and how, how great this community is and uh you know why why do we do things and why you know why do i go to the games it's you know really just to help people and make sure they're okay and just, yeah, she, you know, it was, we cool. hit it was a, a great, great podcast. We thank yeah. you. We thank hit a you. home run on it just serendipitously. She's she can speak from the heart and those the words on that thing, man. I was mm. you know, I got chills from it as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Cool. Well, right on. We'll have a great yeah. rest of the day. Thank and, you, uh, Jamie. Thanks. All right. for we'll see you now. Yeah. Cheers. Bye bye.